yeah, I'm I'm very excited to raise my hand. Yeah, I'm just I just love that we have people who like listen and email <laughs> us. So I'm excited to like pay them back with. I got into my feelings writing horoscopes. Really? Too. I had to like limit my word count. Wow. Not like that long, but I got. I was like, I need to like hit this mark and then not because okay. otherwise I would just. When you write horoscopes, do you do it more, like, do you try to do specific things, or, like, what's your mm. thought process? Because, like, it's it's something that I have obviously been learning about, yeah. but... I think I think a little bit about, like, what I know about that person, mm-hmm. maybe their personality a little bit, but I don't get super specific because I feel like I want them to be able to take it and, like, run with it. Yeah. Like, today... I definitely noticed through lines that are just like Leo season things that that were really interesting. But I tried to sort of make it vague enough so that they could find their way into Mm -hmm. it. Unless like when we did Courtney's, like that was more specific because I kind of knew what she was experiencing and I wanted to like motivate. Yeah. But these I was like, because each person I know at like super different levels for the people that I did. So yeah, I tried to just be like honest I wanted to have like a voice mm, to it mm-hmm. so I kind of got into like a little bit of a horoscopy voice Ooh. but also keeping it kind of like general cool what about you I approach it like I look at everything that's going on in their mm, their hor- their right. chart and where good at that where they're <laughs> like ruling planets are and where what's in their sign right now and then I kind of just try to give them a suggestion Mm. or something that they might want to think about. Yeah. It's more of reading their chart and then saying, these are the things you might want to think about. Right. In the upcoming week, month. A lot of mine had to do with, like, Mercury retrograde. Same. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I like like what um, Galactic Rabbit, the writer that does Galactic Mm -hmm. Rabbit, what she said about it not being a prediction, but like an offering or a letter. So I tried to think of it as like an offering. Cool. Or like productive, maybe. Or kind of like reassure. There are definitely, there's definitely one where I'm like, just, you gotta stick it out (laughs) for Mercury retrograde. Because first, yeah. I think I know. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Virgo, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, okay. it starts in Virgo and then moves into Leo. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Well, we're the adjunct astrologers. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome back. Uh, we're doing it. We're reading emails today. Yeah. And writing. We wrote horoscopes for the people that wrote the emails because we were starting to get more. I so, love it. Yeah, generally we would just do like one on an episode, but we decided to do an email episode. And maybe if lots of people start sending us, yeah. we could do like, it would be like a... Yeah. Will this be a snack chat? No. No. Originally it was going to be because I was oh, going to be out of town, right, right. right? But now I'm here. Cool. Yeah, I like that we have like a backlog of emails. Yeah. Whoever thought that would happen? No, <laughs> We didn't have heat stroke. Surprise. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we survived. We, we survived. We it survived was, heat stroke and the sad party. It was a close call on yeah. both of those. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also going to try to stop saying like <laughs> We I said it so many times in the last I episode. I think the last episode, I think we were hot. <laughs> Honestly. I mean, we've always been well, hot. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Funsies. Fame. Friendship. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but I noticed that we, 
just because since I edited it, <laughs> yeah. I noticed that we said um more and we said like yeah. more and I think it probably had to do with something with the heat. <laughs> I think it was the heat and for me I also was embarrassed about feeling unprepared. So I think I was not oh, you like in a confident that. place. Yeah. Is that why you overprepared today? <laughs> a part of it was like, I was feeling like, yeah, I hadn't been carrying my weight. But I also was super excited about um, responding to people's emails. So. Yeah. And it was kind of an easier, it was less research this time. Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. it came a little bit more naturally. I know, yeah. For one of these emails, you did all the research for it. <laughs> I didn't do nice. any of it. Uh, so how should we should we go back and forth? Yeah, yeah, cool. I think that would be good. I, I think I went first last time. I think so. Yeah. So you go, I'll go first. first. Okay. <laughs> Let's see. Which I'll email or I'll email. <laughs> I will do Daniela's first because okay. she was the first person that emailed yeah. us. Okay. Yeah. In order of appearance. Yes. I like that. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, should we? Are, we're not gonna say people's last names, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I like put them in my doc and then deleted them because I was like, I'll say it if it's there, <laughs> and I'll forget to delete it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, but luckily, the person whose name I forgot to delete, his name is very common. Yeah. So yeah. Whatever. Yeah. This email is from. Daniela. You almost said. You almost said Daniela. Yes, yes. from Daniela, and she was the first person to. Email us, and she said, Hi, I'm nerd like slipping into your emails to leave this article here because I think you guys might find it interesting. And you could talk about places that are not so much haunted, but apparently placed on top of weird energy. Mm-hmm. Or maybe there are planets that affect cer- certain regions of the world differently. I don't know. In any case, here it is. And it was this email or from this article from the New York Times, and it was called The Ghosts of Turin, and it talks about Turin, which is a city in Italy, it's the fourth largest city, and it used to be a Roman military camp. Is that where the Shroud of Turin is from, that Jesus thing? Probably. (laughs) I would assume so. Jesus thing. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) The Shroud that my mother saw and saw Jesus' face. Yeah, that's the whole thing, is it's got... It's got the sweet Lord's face on it. Yep. Uh, So all these, like, weird things have always happened in Turin, and they don't know why, and a lot of artists have gone there and kind of gone crazy, and yeah, so all these weird things have happened in Turin, and I couldn't find anything. I looked to see if there was anything, like, astrological with 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 Turin and, and what happened, but... There is geographical astrology. So certain places are ruled by certain planets and signs. And it's because when they were created, like when, so it's like their birth. So I recently learned this is called geomorphology. Really? (laughs) Just in. My crush. Oh. (laughs) They had a textbook and I was like, what does that mean? And it's like the formation of like geographical features cool like when like tectonic plates collide and create mountains or mm-hmm. so basically yeah well this is when this is when they were like signed into like when people made them oh yeah so when they were like officially made 
Like, founded? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have astrological significance? Yeah, like, so, Great Britain is a Capricorn. (laughs) Wait, how, wait, 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 how does this work? Because Great Britain became Great Britain in December. Oh, Mm. so it's like a horoscope, or like a zodiac, before a place. Yeah, and so, Greece and the Greek islands and Boston are... Virgos. And doesn't that make kind of sense? Like, very earthy, very detail-oriented. Like, when I think of Boston and and Greece. I don't know. It, like... That's really interesting. I can, like, get that sense. That a place would have a... Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. And... I'm gonna burp. And you can do it. Oh, it went away. That was so... Anticlimactic. And there's a website called astromark.us, and you can look up the sign of every state and city in the U.S. <laughs> that might be, like, the limit of my belief. <laughs> like, when they were created. So, it is something that, and, like, there are lots of articles out there that's, like, if you are this sign, it might be good for you to live in one of these cities because mm. that is when the U.S. and New York City are cancer. July? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So, there are people, there Actually, are, are. That's really yeah. interesting. But I, I also wonder, like, if. If there is a connection with when they actually were created by, like, the Earth. Yeah. And not by, like, people. <laughs> right, 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 right. Like, back to, like, yeah. Yeah. What was going on astronomically when a certain mm-hmm. land... Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, there are... That's super interesting. Yeah. We should do an episode. I know. That. Yeah. There are a lot of these things I'm like, we should do whole yeah. episodes on Yeah. This. Yeah. Uh, but, so, Daniela, she... I asked her her signs... Cool. And she said, <laughs> so I told her, I was like, oh, we're going to talk about this. Yeah. Uh, let me know your sign. And she said, yay. So I'm parentheses. And now I'm scared to say it because I have been listening and I know how Michelle feels about it. Pisces? She is a Pisces. Ah! That's like multiple people were like, I'm your least favorite sign. And I, I, I told someone, I was like, if today's your lucky day. Scorpios are my yeah. new enemies. <laughs> yeah. So if you're if you're a Gemini, if you're a Leo, if you're a Pisces, don't worry. You're off the hook. You're off the hook. <laughs> we can be allies against Scorpios. <laughs> we can be allies against them. <laughs> Except for Peter. He was like, hey, I'm a Scorpio. When I tweeted about oh, yeah. Peter was like, hey, I'm a Scorpio. <laughs> I bet his moon sign balances. Yeah, or his rising sign. Yeah. yeah. Um, and her moon is... Taurus. Okay, cool. So I looked up the planets that rule both of those, and Neptune and Jupiter rule Pisces. Okay. And Venus rules Taurus. So I thought that was really interesting because those are all outer planets. Mm. So Venus, wait, Venus is an inner, right? Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Just keep going with your role. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Um, but Neptune and Jupiter. Are Neptune right. and Jupiter are are outer planets. So she very much, and that's her like main sign. And she very much does think about like the bigger picture mm. and of of people and just kind of things in in general. And very good at looking at that that outward picture, the yeah, bigger picture. Definitely. Right now, 
Mercury is in your seventh house, Daniela, and it's going to be during Mercury retrograde. And this is kind of the relationship house. Yeah. And how you relate to everyone and just kind of things in general, just like you in relation to two things. And right now Neptune is in Pisces. And that is that's good because it's the like ruling planet is in the sign. And Jupiter is in Libra. So those are and that's like a good good luck, it's harmonious. And so I kind of thought about this to like really use this time to look at all of these things. But also, you might be like embarking on something new. So kind of using this time to get all of those things in order mm. to to use even though Mercury is going into retrograde, yep. it's fine. Yep. <laughs> uh, use it as a time to kind of look at these things and look at yourself in relation to all of this. And if I, I think that she's starting something new from what I from what I know. But so like using this time, it would be a really good time to get everything in order. Mm. Like it, it will just be easier to get things in in order now. So yeah, that's my nice. Yeah, that's my my horoscope for Daniela. Cool. Thank you so much for the email. Thank you for emailing. Yeah, us forever was, ago. Thank you for great. being patient. Yes, thank you. <laughs> um, and yeah, use Mercury retrograde to to kind of get everything in order mm. and get ready for September and what happens beyond. next. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So. If we're doing in order of appearance, mm -hmm. next up is Kit. Yes. Um, and Kit emailed us in response to our snack time episode about cults. Um, so Kit says, hi guys. I know I'm an episode or so behind, but I've gotten pretty caught up in serial, parentheses, probably another whole conversation because what the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm catching up with Adjunct Astros and just finished the episode on cults. And then she says, she says this is dumb and irrelevant, which isn't true, so what? just pretend I didn't say that part. Um, but basically, I thought I knew something about the Mithras cult, which is uh, the cult that Aaron talked about. But when I looked into it, slash scoured my email, slash read old college papers of mine, what I found were two other ancient cults I know things about. Neither have anything to do with astrology, but they are really cool, and I thought you might be interested. Here are the Wikipedia pages for them. And one of them is called Orphism, which uh, I didn't look at because I fell down a rabbit hole looking at the other one. <laughs> but Kit says the Orphism one is especially cool because they used to bury people with, in all caps, directions around the underworld, like MapQuest, <gasps> but on gold tablets. You can look it up. So I fell down a rabbit hole looking at Eleusinian Mysteries. Uh-huh. Eleusinian. I've listened to, like, so many videos of how to pronounce it, so I'm not sure. Um, but we'll post the links on, on Twitter, maybe, which was another ancient, like, Greek cult mm -hmm. that had to do with the myth of Demeter... Demeter's daughter, Persephone, being, like, abducted and taken to the underworld by Hades. Mm -hmm. And there's all these, like, agricultural elements because they... They based their, like, harvest schedule off of the time they thought that Persephone was, like, held captive. And then as part of the myth, Demeter, like, causes a drought to convince Zeus, like, to bring Persephone back. So anyway, the people who believed in these myths took a bunch of, like, psycho... What's yeah. the word? I, 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, a bunch of drugs. Oh, I wrote all this down. Okay. Since the mysteries, so again, this is called the Eleusinian Mysteries, involve visions and conjuring of an afterlife, some scholars believe that the power and longevity came from psychedelic drugs. And they, one of these like drinks, it's Wikipedia described it as a psychoactive drink. It was called Kikion, uh, K-Y-K-E-O-N. And it basically was made from like molded barley, <laughs> just some like nasty fungal shit. It's like mushrooms. <laughs> yeah, like mushrooms and like other stuff that they would drink and allegedly have these crazy visions that uh-huh. they've been used to like create their cult myth. So yeah, yeah. thanks to Kit for sending that. Um, And then, okay, so the rest of Kit's email said, Also, I know people who lived in the neighborhood of San Diego where the Heaven's Gate people had their death house. Yeah! It was incredibly ritzy, so expensive, and so fancy. I also have clear memories about the Hale-Bopp comment, even though I would have been super young. So it's weird to think those two things are related. Anyway, a short story collection I just read had a story about Heaven's Gate in it, and I found it online, and she sent the link, so I'll tweet that. Yeah. Um, so thank you, Kit. How did I, they get all their money? I, if I remember correctly, I think they sold, like, materials. They uh, sold, like, pamphlets. Okay. But I think also when people joined the cult, they had to, like, forfeit all okay. their belongings to, like, fund it. Yeah. But I'm not positive that that's true. Um most cults, <laughs> a lot of cults have that thing where when you come in, you, like, sell all, all your, your money, shit yeah. and then give the, your money to the cult. Um, but I think Heaven's Gate did a lot of, like, events. Like, they would go out and have, like, a, not a fundraiser, but mm-hmm. they would, like, have a weird, like, sermon and then sell pamphlets. Um, but who knows? They might have done other spooky shit, too. Um, okay, so I did a horoscope for Kit. Um, and I just based this off of Kit's sun sign because when I discovered that Kit was a Virgo Mm -hmm. and Mercury retrograde is going to be in Virgo, I was like, I don't need to go any (laughs) deeper. So I'm going to read this. Kit was born on September 14th. And it starts, I just wrote, oh, little baby Kit. (laughs) Mercury retrograde will be in your sign this month, meaning in August when the podcast goes up. Pre-shadow started on July 24th, but Mercury goes into retrograde on August 12th. As an earth sign, Virgo is usually pretty deliberate and dedicated in their expression of thought or, like, in their communication. Um, And that goes back to this idea that earth signs sort of have a practical approach to things. Um, So Mercury retrograde might sort of fuck with your usually, like, composed demeanor. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like Kit is Mm -hmm. usually pretty composed or good at sort of, like, expressing herself. So it's possible Mercury retrograde is going to make this... A little difficult. Um, you might find yourself feeling a little exasperated for the next few weeks because you're being misunderstood by folks in your life, or you're not feeling as organized as usual, but try not to give in to that stress. Focus on any stress-relieving habits you have, or consider finding new ways to work that shit out. As you move through this Mercury retrograde, take time to write down or make note of what's triggering your stress. Maybe it's something quieter or smaller than you think. And I got that. I, I pulled quotes from Chani Nicholas for mm-hmm. all of these. Um, and she said something about 
you know, it's a good time to like take stock of what's upsetting you, um, for Virgo particularly. So Chani Nicholas said, our faults are not our enemies. They are our key to understanding how to be a better friend to ourselves. They are our key to understanding how to outsmart our inner obstructionist. Cool, I like that. Yeah, so Kit, just stick it out. Uh, It moves into Leo. Mercury retrograde moves into Leo, which I know is your ascendant. But, like, just stick it out. Like, try to take it slow, um, and it'll be okay. You'll get through it. Yeah, you'll get through it. We'll be there for you, if not. Oh, yeah. Cool, I love it. Alrighty, so the next email we have is from Jonina, and Jonina has also sent us in an email about tarot, but we want to do a whole episode on yeah, that. Yeah, at so, least one, if not more. Yeah, it, but it's daunting, <laughs> so we are getting <laughs> yeah, to that. Yeah, people know, have really Jonina. strong feelings about tarot, so yeah. I, I want to come correct on oh, that. Oh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, but Jonina wrote us an email about Chinese astrology. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Uh, she said, hi, your podcast is so much fun to listen to. Oh, thank you. Uh, I'm a total fan. I grew up in a family that was more interested in Chinese astrology, so my knowledge of Western astrology has always been lacking. I like to read books on tarot, but I always kind of ignored the astrology sections in most of my tarot manuals. I'm a horse and a Gemini. But I always have to think twice about my mom and brother's star signs. Even now, as I wonder about my mom and brother's star signs, I still have to look up that they're Sagittarius and Cancer, respectively. My first thought with Zodiac is always that my mom's a pig and my brother's a rooster, which must sound really weird on its own. My family's interest in Chinese astrology is a fine line between mild interest and obsessive belief. Mm. I had one cousin who delayed the birth of her daughter until Chinese New Year just so her daughter could be born on the year of the dragon instead of the year of the rabbit. Wow. (laughs) When I asked her why she went through that trouble, she said that the dragon had stronger qualities such as leadership that she hoped her child would gain. But whether or not she aspires her kid to become CEO or president – I'm certain my cousin just thought it was cooler to say that she's a dragon, (laughs) which totally sounds like it was well worth prolonging labor pains. Wow, that's intense. I also had one aunt who lived in fear, parentheses, not really, that if her son would be born premature, he would be born under the year of the rat. Thankfully, he's, he's an ox. Turning 12 was certainly fun for me. My year of the horse rolled around again in 2002, and most of my birthday gifts from family were horse-related. My mom went overboard and decorated my room with horse-themed decorations as well. (laughs) I looked like a horse freak. (laughs) Oh, horse girls, that's a thing. (laughs) My brother and I always had charms hanging on our school bags with our Zodiac animal in the hopes they would bring us luck in our studies. The year I turned 24, it was the year of the horse again. Living away from our family, I didn't expect to do anything horse-related, but even my brother turned to me unsure and asked if I needed to be gifted something with a horse as if it were a religious necessity. This year, on the year of the rooster, out of an ingrained sense of obligation to our family's superstitions, I gave my brother a rooster medallion for luck. After reading this, you'd probably expect my family to be Chinese. Plot twist, we're Filipino. Whether or not a Filipino household is of Chinese ancestry, 
Filipinos are just as likely to know their zodiac animal as they know their star sign. I haven't been to one Filipino household where there wasn't a giant calendar where info of the Chinese zodiac somewhere um, whenever I visit family. While the Philippines has evolved to more westernized learnings, this clash of cultural influences is still there and I love it. I do have some Chinese Filipinos in my family and many practice feng shui in their homes, but in general the, zodi the Chinese zodiac is mostly a source of amusement for my family, a way to figure ourselves out from a mystical point of view. Mm, I love that. Yeah. I think there is a lot of misconceptions about how Chinese astrology works. Some people only know what their zodiac animal is based on their year. Whenever I meet people who say they looked up the characteristics of their zodiac animal and didn't really connect with them, I always find myself thinking, hmm, it's because you didn't look up the rest of what you are. It's important to not only consider the year you were born, but the month, day, and time as well. The animal that is based on your year represents the characteristics you show outwardly. The animal representing your birth month is your inner qualities. Some people even say your month animal represents the qualities that will manifest when you are older. I think the animal representing your day is more in line with what people expect to connect with because it represents what you are like on a daily basis or your social side. And as for the hour, the animal usually represents your secret qualities, Ooh. the side that only comes out during emotionally difficult or stressful situations. If you ever try an online Bazi calculator, that's B-A-Z-I, to find out your zodiac animals, you will find that on top of all these animals, each animal is also stemmed from a classical Chinese element, metal, wood, water, fire, and earth. Your zodiac animal combined with your element reveals a different depth to the characteristics in that specific animal. However, my knowledge of what these animals and the elements means are limited. For me, it was always just fun knowing what my elements and animals were, unlike the star signs whose symbols sim simply felt alien to me. Mm. I hope more Westerners take a deeper interest in Chinese astrology. There is a great amount of depth to it, and it seems to combine really well with star signs. I hope you guys consider looking up your Chinese natal charts. There are tons of Bazi calculators online. I would love to know more about my sun, moon, and ascendant signs. I heard the characteristics of the Gemini are associated with the horse. Seeing that the horse sign already appears twice in my birth chart, I wonder if this makes me a super Gemini or something. <laughs> Wait, is she? Is She's that, a Gemini. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then she said, happy year of the rooster. I love you guys. Oh, Wasn't man. that amazing? That's so wonderfully written. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's so cool. And I feel like, like I knew that Chinese astrology was like, had to do with the animals and all that. Right. But like, like th that's just like way better than any research I could do or like, and it's just so cool. I don't know. Yeah. I love it. It gave us a good place to start yeah. too. Like now I want to go look up my Bozzy yeah. chart. That's so, or Bozzy calculator. Yeah. Yeah. My sister's fiance, his family is from the Philippines mm. and his sister was born during like a good luck year, I guess. And so... After she was born, whenever she would go over to, like, a family's house or something, they would bring the baby, like, the family members would be like, oh, let's put her on this couch and on here. And, like, they wanted her to, like, give Spread good luck to everyone. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> um, yeah. So, thank you, Jonina. So, I wrote you a horoscope. Nice. Um, let me find it. <clears throat> Man, what a good email. Right? Wasn't that great? I feel like it was, like, the perfect amount of, like, explanation, but, like, funny to you yeah yeah so in Janina's horoscope I was like 
read amazing email and then give horoscope. <laughs> so she is a Gemini sun with an Aquarius moon. And so that's a double air. Right. <laughs> so for the majority of Mercury retrograde for Jonina, there are no planets in either of her signs. Wow. Yeah. So a little bit of like a yeah weird like... Yeah. So I took this as like a time to kind of be free. Yeah. (laughs) And so Mercury rules Gemini. Mm -hmm. That's also a very important thing to keep in mind. So for Mercury retrograde, I, what, what I'm thinking is that Mercury will, will kind of enhance your feelings. Um, and, and will you'll definitely feel this Mercury retrograde because you are, Gemini is ruled by, by Mercury. But I, I think that kind of you will have these heightened emotions and feelings, but it's you're free to just kind of like let them flow. Like yeah. I thought that was so cool when I saw that there were no planets in either of her signs. So I think that that kind of time a time to just let your emotions just just flow. And obviously, like I don't know, just see see what happens when there are no obstructions to this kind of this kind of very emotional time. Yeah. Which sounds scary, like from someone, especially me, who like I can't believe I'm giving this advice. <laughs> I know you're I'm just like cut those emotions out <laughs> like the most Yeah. Like, like I'm like be a robot. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> no, I think it could be very freeing to just see where they lead you, like ride them out and there there's not gonna be anything obstructing them. Mm. So yeah, no, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. It it's a sounds like a good time. Yeah, to like feel it out and like yeah. explore that. Yeah. yeah, like I don't. I just have this this weird when I looked at her chart and where like the planets are and all. Yeah, I just got this feeling of just like there's nothing. There's no constraints. Mm. That's what I got the feeling of. So. Nice. Take that as you may, Jonina. Thank you so much for your email. Thank you so much for listening and yeah. recommending us to your friend <laughs> And being enthusiastic. Yeah, I love it. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. So I'm next up, I'm going to read an email from Cassie. Yeah. And this email, so <laughs> this email is in response to two episodes ago. I think so, yeah. Aaron and I spent a hot minute talking about how bad we both are at accepting praise, yep. which was a thing I didn't know about you until that moment mm-hmm. that we were both I had it. that thing. Oh yeah, I hate I it. Hate I'm it. really bad at it. <laughs> so Cassie Your hair looks great though. <laughs> oh thank you so much. <laughs> um so Cassie sent us an email with some advice on how to take praise, which mm-hmm. I thought was so yeah. kind yeah. that she would like take that time out. Um, and she also s- starts it with high star ladies, which I love. Oh my god, I <laughs> okay. love it. <laughs> okay, high star ladies. I listened to, oh, episode nine. Okay, so she told us which episode. So <laughs> I listened to episode nine and wanted to send you an email about how to accept praise. It is so hard, but here are some tips that make that work a little less daunting. So number one, mm-hmm. before you make an excuse qualifier or add in a detail about something broken or not right with you slash the thing and I think she means the thing that's being complimented or praised just count to three in your head and say thank you oh yeah so great I know it's like really simple but so she says you can still fear feel however you want to feel about hearing praise but the important thing to do is not verbally dismiss it as verbally dismissing it only reinforces that you cannot receive praise It sounds silly, but if you do this all the time, you are only creating a self in your head 
that believes it cannot accept praise, and sharing this view of you with others, which makes that view feel all the more real. It's so fucking easy, especially as ladies, to put barriers between you and your worth because the entire world is already encouraging you to doubt yourself. So fuck that noise. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so the first thing was just to count to three and say thank you. That's great. Number two. If you do make a qualifier or statement that seems to dismiss someone's kind words, then catch yourself at that moment in that time and space and just say, anyways, thank you. While it might be tempting to go into an apology spiral, fuck that noise. So I like that number two is like a, just a reiteration. Yeah. Because basically she's saying, don't be too hard on yourself. Yeah. So, um, if, so... Yeah, if you do, like, make a disclaimer, then say thank you also. Mm -hmm. So number three, I really liked this. This was, like, I felt like I was learning something new. So number three is pivot to the thing, in air quotes, and realize it's not all about you. So she says this might seem counterintuitive, but if someone likes a dress you wore, then it is the dress that is getting the attention. So if you're like, oh my god, but my body in it is all kinds of bracket, insert whatever doubt that's untrue that you hold here, <laughs> then let the dress and the thing take the credit. So you can say something like, yes, I also like this thread color. Doesn't it bring out the roses? Or maybe you're wearing a dog collar and those spikes are really sharp. Whatever it is, <laughs> whatever it is, let it be the show and you're just showing it. Which is not never, ever, ever, ever showing off. Although I can guarantee that if you cringed at all at any part of that above, it will 100% feel like you are. So I think that you feel like you're showing off. Mm -hmm. um, but remember someone went out of their way to talk about the thing you... Thing with you and not anyone else in the world. You did not just jump up onto a table and scream, look at my pretty dress. Which isn't to say you can't do that, but that step might be way harder than the first ones. Oh my god, I love it. I know. So like, yeah. Let it be about the thing if, if yeah. that's more comfortable. Okay, so number four. This one was also super helpful to me. Questions. So let's say you said thank you, and then there's that mad, awkward lull in conversation, and your head is starting to be like, am I now the worst because I thought I deserved praise? You can ask a follow-up question. Uh, an example, they dug a story that you wrote. You say thank you, and then ask if they read anything else that they liked recently that they'd want to share. And this is the part that I found really helpful. Mm -hmm. A lot of the time, people will give praise or compliments because they're trying to make a connection. And they're looking for content and context to build said relationships. Give them and yourself that. It's pretty great that someone wants to connect with you, and this is a moment to try it. And if it sucks, you can always just say, anyways, thanks, and talk to you later. <laughs> <laughs> Number five. So this is the last one. Um, spread the love. This is something that only works if you actually feel it. But if someone takes the time to notice you and you have actually noticed something about them and their work that you admire, take the moment to accept their praise and also give some back. It sounds and might feel transactional, but this is also a way of connecting if you're coming from a true place and is, great, is a great chance to have with someone that you know well or are investing in knowing better. It also chemically makes our brains happy when we show kindness to others, so it's a fun way to trick yourself, so that if you always are kind back when someone is kind to you, you slowly trick yourself into remembering being in a praise situation and how it actually kind of didn't suck at all. 
<laughs> and then she says, okay, I'm going to stop being overly concerned with how you ladies might not be seeing the value and how awesome you are in tiny and big moments. And why can't you be fair to yourselves? Because, hey, it's still cancer season and emotions are hard and dealing with people who also have emotions is even harder. Dot, dot, dot. You two are great. XOXO, Cassie. Oh, so thank you, Cassie. Thank you, Cassie. Thank you, Cassie. <laughs> one, two, three. Yeah, thank one, you. two, three. Thank you. Um, thank oh, you. That's so sweet. You are also great, Cassie. <laughs> yeah, and I, I mean that. Um, so Cassie's horoscope. So she sent her sun sign, which is Libra, mm-hmm. um, and her moon, which is Aries, and Venus, Sagittarius. And in the end of her email, she said, I'm terrified to share this, but we'll be embracing the Leo season. So I sort of wrote mine thinking about like how she can embrace Leo season. Mm -hmm. Um, So here is Cassie's horoscope. And this is for all you Libras out there. Thank you, Erin. I know. (laughs) Um, I know you said you're embracing Leo season. So I wanted to focus on what you can do to add a little of that Leo fire to your life. One thing I found is a consistent through line for Libras right now is taking the next month or so to practice honesty. Whether that means actively fighting for what you believe in and what you want, or just not giving in to outside forces that might want you to compromise yourself, the next few weeks might just challenge you to focus on the real you in new ways. Mm. (laughs) So I think the idea there is, um, with honesty is like being forthright. Mm-hmm. So Chani Nicholas said, it's no time to pretend that you fit in the spaces that require you to crumple your hopes and dreams. Your future deserves better than that. And she also said, the next month is a time that requires you to investigate ways to inhabit honesty, forthrightness, and courage when amongst your peers. So I think Libras are like generally good at that kind of thing, but I think this is like saying like dig a little bit deeper Mm. and think about how people around you might be influencing your goals. Um, Because one of the things about Leo season I remember saying was like, think about yourself a little bit, like prioritize you. So I would say embrace that urge to prioritize yourself. And particularly for Cassie, oh, there's a dog barking. Yeah. <laughs> particularly for Cassie, I'm going to say harness that creative, unruly Aries energy and focus on you, your art, and your work. Yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah. yeah. I love it. So, <laughs> well, because that's the thing, like, Libras are very, like, hard workers and very, but, like, very much we worry about other people. Right. As well. Like, that's something that could. Yeah. But I saw yeah. a lot of interesting conflict like when I was looking up what it would mean to be to have a Libra as your sun sign and then Aries your moon and Aries Mm -hmm. um and apparently you feel that like conflict between being like organized and balanced but also like fiery Mm. and sort of like passionate and constantly pushing so I would say like maybe let the Aries in a little bit let that Aries in I love it (laughs) yeah oh Cassie when we went on like a vacation and it was big group of people and like Cassie and I like we kept finding things in common mm. and then I think like later on in the like on maybe one of the last nights of of that vacation we realized we were Libras <laughs> and we we're like yes <laughs> like this is what, that's what it means <laughs> there were a lot of Libras up in Pug Squad right or no 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 Cor- I was thinking Courtney's a Libra but she's a Capricorn yeah she's Capricorn I don't know. I should do the, the yeah. You should do that. Yeah, everyone, because we get along so well. 
that was right. great. Thank you, Cassie. Who's next? Okay. So the last email I have is from Kaylee. Nice. I actually didn't look at this email at all. No. So it's going to be a surprise <laughs> to me. The subject is your cult? A question mark? No. Our cult? Yeah. Oh, she man. said, okay. hey, AAs. I think based on your latest episode, it's clear to a lot of listeners that this podcast is ripe for creating its own cult. No. Oh, my So gosh. what will the beliefs and requirements of your cult be? And then she asked, also, are either of you Game of Thrones fans? I was struck by the similarities between the mytho, whatever it was, <laughs> and the faith of the Seven in GOT. I don't oh, watch Game of Thrones. I'm currently watching it right now. Have you gotten to the faith of the Seven? Well, yeah, that's like an ongoing thing. I read the first book, and I don't remember, but that's like the... A thing in Game of Thrones is like the old gods versus the new. Mm. And I can't remember if the, the seven are old or new, but yeah, I can't remember if they're the trees. There are like some gods that are represented by trees and uh-huh. people go and like pray in a ring of trees. I didn't research it. Okay. <laughs> Still cool. Um, now I'm going to look for it. But it yeah. did give me an episode idea. We could do astrology and pop culture yes okay. let's do it so that's like what I was I was like oh I don't know anything about Game of Thrones and anytime I like try to research get I just like there's a lot get going lost. On. <laughs> I'll just let you I'll I'll just finish watching the whole All right. series and let you know <laughs> um but so that gave me that idea and maybe for the pop culture episode we can research yeah it. we'll, we'll research it yeah but I was thinking about the beliefs of the <laughs> of the cult <laughs> So is that the, the end of her email? Um, yeah. Okay, She cool. said, yours and adjuncting, Kaylee. Oh, um, thank you, Kaylee. Yeah, thank you. What a nice prompt. She basically sent us a prompt. Right? That's so teachery. And, and I was like, well, obviously, like, the main beliefs of our cult are funsies. <laughs> Fame. <laughs> and friendship. Well, you know the motto that I've taken on to deal with my personal life right now is, you can come for me, but you can't oh, come yeah. for the stars. <laughs> Yes, so that obviously is like another. I'm like trying to think of like things like, like things that we have said that have really like stuck. Mm. Um, we should do like a, a reader survey. Yeah, well, that's what I was thinking. I was like, if anyone, if there is like, obviously, what would you name the cult? Yeah. <laughs> what would uh, one of my friends once said? Stargazers. Oh yeah. <laughs> and we would be like, hey, stargazers, or I like star, star ladies. ladies. Yeah. I like star ladies. But Which so, doesn't have to be gender specific. Yeah, no, no. But yeah, so if anyone has any any ideas for a name, yeah, <laughs> a name of our astro cult, astro cult, astro cult. <laughs> oh man, this is gonna be the episode that makes us unemployable. I know. <laughs> well, good thing I never want to work in an office again. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I love the office I work in right now. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I used to work in that office, but it's one yeah. of a kind. Yes, yeah. I think. I would want it. I would want our beliefs to be a mix of like, what's your sign? You have to take the uh-huh. love language quiz. <laughs> <laughs> you have to love snacks. Yes. Oh yeah. You really snacks would be a huge part snacks. of our ritual. Yeah. <laughs> and and like as and I was trying to think of like what the these were like two prompts. Like she's a yeah. teacher. Like she definitely <laughs> sent us some prompts. Great questions. And I was thinking of like what the main belief is and I I was thinking 
I'm really into mission statements because mm. I'm, like, a marketing right person, but, like, belief is the same thing. And, like, I view astrology as a way to kind of just, like, another way to look at the the world and another way to, like, understand the world and myself and, like, other people because it just kind of gets you thinking about it. It's not, like, everything that's in is in your zodiac is right. going to be, like, 100%, but... I don't know if you start thinking about about your relationship to money and like oh this planet is in this which means this is that true is that like is this a way that I deal with money it's just another way of inspecting the human condition yeah <laughs> I like, don't know so it's like my way into that and also since I'm very I don't like emotions <laughs> like it's my way into like exploring that mm, kind of yeah yeah I think I said this early on but for me, it's, like, radical self-awareness. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a way to think about, like you said, to, like, think about yourself. But without the, like, negativity that I think. Yeah. Like, I'm very self-critical. Obviously, I don't even, I don't take praise well. Mm-hmm. Those things are related. <laughs> but I think, for me, it's, like, a good way to think about, like, when I read a horoscope that has something about one of my, you know, quote, vices, mm-hmm. sometimes I'm... I don't know, like, it's a good way to think about that, not as a vice, but just as, like, a truth. Um, and I think astrology is helpful because it just presents all these characteristics that are possibly true about you. Mm-hmm. And whether or not you believe that, you know, they're not predictions. We've said that a bunch. You know, it's not a prediction. It's an offering. And yeah. so, for me, it's, like, a way to be, like, really honest and aware of myself. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's what my, like, main... Yeah. But cult belief is, I yes. Guess. I don't know. If, if you want to join our cult yeah. about <laughs> snacks, yeah, <laughs> snacks, self awareness, uh, food, fame. <laughs> we should change. We should change funsies to food, food, fame, we friendships. Can four Fs. <laughs> food, fame, friendships. Uh, I love it because uh, food is fun. Well, yeah, food's fun. <laughs> so thank you, Kaylee. Yeah, um, she sent me. She didn't know her moon sign, so she just sent me her uh, date of birth and where she was born nice. and when. <laughs> so I looked up her chart, which is always fun to do. So the interesting thing that I found in Kaylee's chart is that in all of the aspects, everything is above oh, the, the mid- horizon line. Midline, is that it? it ba- the ascendant, it's like the ascendant and the descendant right yes so, yeah so everything is above, above that there's, it's all up in the mid heaven yes area. it's all in the mid heaven there's nothing whoa below. that's fascinating yeah and so that is you have mentioned before is kind of your what you project outwards mm-hmm. so i took that as she just doesn't have a lot to to hide and she just is mm. very straightforward and open and which is totally true and like a really good communicator and very good at just being outward, which if you've ever seen her read, it's, like, amazing. Yeah, yeah, She's yeah. such a good reader and such a good writer that, like, just communication is something that comes very easily What's her, her? son? Oh, she is a Sagittarius. Okay. And the moon is Capricorn. Okay. And so... All of these, all of these things that are kind of how you project outward, it's just, it's very comfortable. And Mercury retrograde, as we know, is a Mm. time when that, all that shit gets fucked, all that (laughs) stuff gets like messed up. I'm going to have to mark the explicit button on this one. (laughs) So all that stuff gets messed up, but 
if that if that's something that you're so like comfortable with and so used to being really good at communicating, this could this is an opportunity to kind of look inward and do like internal communications Mm. and Saturn is in Sagittarius for the whole Mercury retrograde and Saturn is very much about like boundaries and self-control and kind of what your your limits are so this is a this is a good time to kind of focus inwardly on like what what you it's a time to look at, at boundaries and and kind of where you're putting yourself. Mm. Kind of all this inward energy. Where is your inward energy going? Because, like, you might feel frustrated that you aren't able to, like, outwardly communicate oh, at, yeah. at this time. It's something that, like, obviously she's very good at. So, so yeah. So, look inward. Look inward in time. Yes. Yeah. Outward. Yeah. Like, I, I think that kind of... That's been though, a, a through line for a yeah. lot of the ones we've talked about. Because Mercury Retrograde sucks. And yeah. it's like... It's, You're fucking yeah, telling me. And you might as well just embrace it. And kind of looking at, at Saturn as, like, this responsibility figure. And kind of what that, that means. What responsibility and boundaries and limits and... And kind of where you're putting yourself, mm. it's something to look at during this time. So thank yeah. you so much, Kaylee. This thank you, Kaylee. Great. Nice thank prompt. you for like the great ideas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and if anyone has an, a name, yeah, I would love. It. <laughs> but don't like report us to like Cult Watch or anything. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, <laughs> we don't deserve that. No, I actually heard. I was. I think it was in Sword in the Scale where like. People, like, cult is used so much now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They talk about that in a... That it's kind of changing what it means. Not its definition, but what it means to, like, the masses. Mm, mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's my last email. Nice. All right. My last email is from Brent. Brent! Hello! Hi, Brent. (laughs) Um, And Brent's been, like, such an enthusiastic listener as well. So he just sent a a short, nice email. Um, He says... Taking y'all up on the horoscope offer. And to make this interesting, I'm your favorite sign. And by that, he meant Leo. Um, and I did, when I responded to him, I was like, it's your lucky day, Brent. And so he was born, I'm not going to read all of his info, but he was born on August 3rd. Um, and he says, I want you both to know that I'm loving the podcast and have been talking incessantly about Reagan since that episode. Always excited to see a new one. And in parentheses, and to hear you talking about people I know, haha. <laughs> Anyways, thanks so much. Let me know if you want tarot readings as barter. So I told him yeah. that we were going to do at least one episode on tarot, and I, mm-hmm. if he had any um, resources to send them our way. So thank you, Brent, for your email. Yeah, thank you. If, you. if anyone else who's listening wants a horoscope, Look at how painless that was. Yeah. He just sent a quick little note, and he now he's going to get a horoscope. But I do have, Brent, I have more information on presidents that like hor- that liked astrology just for you. A little short one. Yes. Um, so President Theodore Roosevelt allegedly kept his horoscope mounted on a chessboard in the Oval Office. No way. When asked about it, he also apparently always responded... I always keep my weather eye on the opposition of my seventh house moon to my first house Mars, which is like a super spooky thing to say. What's your weather eye? I don't know what his weather eye is, <laughs> but it was just <laughs> a bad eye movie. No. <laughs> I I don't know what 
he meant, but like, so the seventh house is, I think you said this earlier, it has to do with your relationship to people. Um, so the moon is in his seventh house, which in Roosevelt's seventh house, which apparently means that he takes his um, relationships to partners very seriously, whether it's like business or artistic partners or like romantic partners. So I don't know. I thought that was like a spooky thing to say. Um, so yeah, there's a little bit more president That's trivia. So cool. um, and I feel like ev- everywhere I was looking to try and read about Teddy Roosevelt described him as a naturalist. So I'm like, what does that have to do with astrology? Because I know he was really into like, like there's that famous picture of him riding the moose across the river. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure there's more astrology there to be to be known. Yeah. That's super um, cool. Okay, so horoscope for Brent. Brent's sun sign, like I said, is Leo. And I looked up Brent's natal chart and his ascendant is Taurus. So I was sort of focusing on, on those two, how those two things interact. Um, so Taurus is slow, steady, and capable. And all of this I got from Cafe Astrology. Mm-hmm. So it says... Slow, steady, and capable are adjectives that we can safely attach to individuals born with a Taurus ascendant. The sign on the ascendant generally reveals how people start anything new. And I thought, like, so much of this Leo season stuff we've been saying has been about sort of, like, thinking about yourself and focusing on your own, like, creative energy. So I was trying to think of, like, how I could give Brent advice if he is starting anything new. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, So Taurus by nature is resistant to change. It can be difficult to sway Tauruses um, because they're often stubborn and fixed in their ways. But Leos, I think, on the other hand, are like a little bit more willing to like take a risk. So I thought that those were like interesting, conflicting things he might experience. So here's my little horoscope for Brent. It's Leo season in more ways than one, Brent. The new moon was in Leo, and Mercury retrograde will also move into Leo at the end of August. This might mean a lot of seemingly stressful introspection for you. Maybe something new is coming up, or you're hoping to start fresh with something ongoing. Chani Nicholas said you are most likely still a little raw from this process, meaning the process of moving forward. So it seemed like the through line was like, whether it's something new or something that's like ongoing that he's trying to like take a new perspective on like think about moving forward but also like don't be too hard on yourself was a thing that I saw because that Taurus part of you might be resistant to change so any change or any moving forward is already a victory I think um so the last part says Try to focus on the Taurus energy of taking your time. It's not fear, I don't think. It's nurturing. Oh, Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> that was fun. That was so fun. <laughs> I didn't really, I'm, I want to try to, like, actually write that. I'm just such a slow writer mm. that, like, it's going to take a lot of time for me. <laughs> you got to so find your way into That's it. why I yeah. was just, like, I'm like, this is what I saw in your chart. And take it. Yeah. Just run with it. No, it's great. Uh, yeah. So thank uh, you, everyone. Thanks for emailing us. Yeah, this was so fun. This is so much fun. Uh, let us know if you want a horoscope. Yeah. Or if you no, we shouldn't. We shouldn't push this cult. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> but I do like the idea of a name. Like, yeah. 
I also really want someone to like design t-shirts for us. <laughs> so if you want to design a t-shirt with food, fame, and friendship, or you can come for me, but you can't come for the stars, um, hit us up. Like, yeah, yeah. we we love you guys. We uh, oh, we're, there's more to say some stuff. There's more listeners now. Yeah, so yeah. I study the analytics and. It's growing, and thanks. You guys are out there. Yeah. We're here for you. Let us know. Oh, Mercury Retrograde has already been nuts yeah. for me. We'll be here. We'll be here. Yeah. <laughs> but if it's going nuts for you, email us about it. You can be as vague as you want, but we'd love to hear your Mercury Retrograde yeah. stories. Or if you were born during Mercury Retrograde. I don't, I've never met anyone else that was born during Mercury Retrograde. So, like, I don't know if I'm just... Because it says that it's that it's good. It right. It be, like, a time of productivity. So, like, I want to know if that's just, like, a self-fulfilling prophecy that I just, mm, like, do. It or, might be. <laughs> or if it, like, if anyone else feels that. Yeah. So. We know you're out there. Yeah. Email us. Adjunctastrologers at gmail.com. Yes. And follow us on Twitter. Yeah. Adjunct Astros <laughs> is our handle. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Bye. Okay. Bye. <laughs>